What's up, everyone? I'm, I'm sure you saw my my mouth moving and you couldn't hear anything. I forgot to turn the audio on here. We're now take three, basically, is what we're doing here. Although some of you may not know this if you're listening to our podcast, but if you tried to watch us live, you would know exactly what happened. Uh, and we're going to try and work things out here and, and hopefully no more interruptions as we do this. Let's try this out. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And it's in. Darwin Jones with the response for Orange County. And it is a massive one. Austin Bold dominant in the last 10. Forrester in the middle now. Gets around a few defenders. Forrester with the outside of the foot. What a strike by Harry Forrester. It's the opening goal for Orange County. Heads it down. Back post. Opportunity and a goal. A beautiful goal by Orange County. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. I hope everyone's doing well. And um, yeah, I, I am actually with you each and every week. So blessings and health to all of our listeners. And by the way, I was just speaking there without any volume again, but I turned it on right in time for Dylan. So Dylan is the first voice of this. Welcome to the Orange and Black Soccer wow, Cast. You are getting fired, Presented right? by Roughneck Scarves and Icarus FC. Um, <laughs> covering his face because he's totally embarrassed. You can see the redness going on there. We've got Alan in San Diego. Alan, our mic is on. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I'm just gonna do this. I'm, um, no, things are going pretty well. Um, wife kind of winged dinner tonight and it was amazing. So, um, I'm in a good mood. I'm full and, um, and I have a little glass of wine. I can't see anymore because I turned off my lights. So I, I basically ruined that good mood that you had been on, uh, from dinner and now it's a pretty crappy mood, I guess. No, I'm just pretending I'm in the witness protection program. Um, you got to change so you your can, voice, you, then, you buddy. Can do the, you can do that in post. That'd be great. Um, yeah, this is um, ruining my public image, so I think I might want to join Alan and just be invisible now. I'm gonna change my name really quick to a fake name. <laughs> hey, you know what? We're allowed to have uh, mistakes every so often. I actually was sort of rushed, uh, not rushed, but I, I, I had stuff that I was taking care of right before we got set up to, to go live. We were going to try out a new look for our podcast. Uh, it worked. What, what it was the count on that Alan, like a minute and seven seconds or something. One minute and 42, 44. So it's 44. Something like that. Uh, and then it collapsed on us. So now we're trying this out again uh, with our normal classic look for the podcast, at least for now. Uh, we'll figure out how things go um, as we go through this. Luckily, the season hasn't started yet. There's not a lot to talk about when it comes to Orange County Super Club or the USL, even though there's a little bit of news that has come out uh, earlier today. Uh, so we'll, we'll walk through that. We'll also explain what we're doing for Playing for Pride this, this year because of the change. We can't do what we did last year, which was pretty fun. Dylan loved it. Uh, and then we'll get into some other stuff to talk about before we wrap things up. So this will probably be a quick little like 30-minute episode. Let's get right into it. First bit of news that we have 
Uh, if you follow the USL championship on social media, uh, they basically teased that all this week at sometime between 12 and two, I believe Eastern time, they're going to make announcements regarding the return to play plan and the season. The first announcement was, uh, I believe today they announced that they will be doing five subs per match, sort of like what we're seeing around uh, the soccer world, except for, I think, USL is a little bit differently. They're not requiring it to be on three um, instances. I think other leagues have said you can have five subs, but you have to do it during three sub breaks or whatever. You can't like actually sub five people at different times in the match. Am I correct uh, on, on the way I've read that Alan or Dylan? I'll, I'll go to Alan first since his mic's on. Um, I have seen the opposite that they are using those three windows. Oh, they um, are. Okay. And halftime isn't one of them. So you can, they make substitutes at like four different times. And that's essentially like you can only have three subs. You can only stop the game for a sub three times. You can just sub okay. in five players. So that would be, I saw it on like a recap of Rick Schantz interview, I think. Um, Cause that would make sense. It's in line with what most leagues are doing. So I was totally wrong, except for the fact that we have five subs. Yeah, and I might again. I might be mistaken. It was a recap of an interview from a head coach, so the person might have spoken incorrectly. But that was my understanding: was that the three subs or the five subs are three three windows and halftime doesn't count. But I can look that up right now. While you look that up, Dylan, what are your thoughts on that uh, of, of having five subs in a match, and how is that going to maybe impact either negatively or positively the matches uh, if and when? play actually does resume uh it's not going to negatively impact the matches at all uh it's a really positive step you can't make a season that takes seven months take three or four months and assume that guys are going to be able to play 90 minutes and you could use 14 players um i like the five subs and i really like the having to do it in three sections um i think that opens up a nice little tactical can of worms for for managers to deal with i would honestly love if we played like this for the rest of time because games are a lot more interesting when you can sub a guy on and he's got fresh legs and basically you could sub out your entire midfield and have a bunch of fresh legs and it means you're not going to have like an 80th minute uh dudes are walking around because it's 100 degrees outside and they're tired and they played two games already this week so I'm a fan of it. Honestly. Yeah, we've seen the increase in injuries who have come back already, and that's with the five subs. Um, so, again, it's it's not so much. It's it's more for player safety than, like, coolness, I guess. But even with five subs, like, your guys are because they're trying to push too fast. Um, according to the USL website, uh, three substitution rule, blah, blah, blah team will only have three opportunities to make all of its allotted five substitutions and halftime doesn't count. So technically it's four. But, and you know, who knows if, if coaches will take advantage of a full uh, five rotation uh, in matches we've seen um, in leagues that have implemented this, uh, you know, some managers have decided they want to use all five subs. Some have decided to sort of stick to the more traditional route of doing um, you know, two or three subs in a match. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I agree with you, Dylan. It's not going to negatively impact anything uh, as far as the play. I, I, 
I guess maybe unless you're a tr like a traditionalist of, you know, classic soccer rules and stuff like that, because, uh, you know, there was always uh, people upset about little changes in the rules. I, I, I know um, a lot of people outside of the U.S. sort of gave U.S. a hard time when MLS was trying all these weird rules back in, I think, like the the 90s or the early 2000s, whenever those funky rules were going on. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I, I think it's good in this aspect, at least for this scenario, because uh, like you said, Dylan, uh, there's going to be a lack of fitness from, for a lot of these players. Um, and you want to be able to still see the the most competitive soccer uh, out there on the pitch. And in, in doing this, you're going to be able to see that because you're going to have a lot of fresh legs that are able to come on throughout the match. The other thing that this does is makes teams that are really deep teams like Phoenix very, very well off. Or certainly are two teams. Uh, best players uh, and beat bench of guys who could start on any top team in the league. Um, guys like Contour. Uh, guys like Jordan Schweitzer. Um, these guys will all they could all start um, and play important roles on, on top teams. And now they'll play basically every game. Uh, teams like RGB or Colorado Springs are going to suffer because they don't have the funds and they really don't have the team depth there. Uh, a nice thing for Orange County, looking just at our club, is that it gives a lot of kids that we have um, because we have some sort of orphanage for children with living parents and great uh, physical abilities and technical skills or something going on here. But it gives all of these kids a chance to maybe play 20 or 30 minutes twice a week. That's a mouthful of a university of well, I think they probably kids all have who have parents. parents. How I do that? believe Mr. O-K-W-H-L-P. Someone write it down and put it. You can email it to us. T-shirt. Um, I think that's where the five subs come in to play with some of that rotation. Uh, some deeper teams might only want to use three subs uh, because they're going to run the guys out 90 and then they'll have a whole two games off. And so I think it does add a little bit of uh, gamesmanship between some of those clubs because um, I'm sure even on those teams like Phoenix who are deeper, those guys still want to play. Uh, so it's going to be balancing number of minutes because you saw Solomon Asante kind of drop off at the end of the year, and it really hurt their team. Um, so we'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll have to. Uh, the five rule is great. Um, I'd like to see it used well and efficiently. Um, and that's where it's going to balance out some of those inequalities. And and I know I said that this is sort of like the first announcement. I, I apologize because I believe yesterday the league also announced that they were going to be lifting the training moratorium. Um, Good job. On, yeah, great job by me trying to read a, a big word. Uh, on Wednesday, so basically tomorrow, right? Uh, if you're listening to this live or if you're listening to the podcast, it's probably happened already. Uh, so clubs will be able to return to full squad training beginning Tomorrow, Wednesday, June 24th, uh, uh, the league has also stated, though, that it has to sort of fall, fall in line with uh, state and local um, health authorities and, you know, get approval, I guess, from the USL headquarters before they can resume. So I, I'm going to assume with I, I don't know what the rule is yet in Orange County and or California at this point. So I don't know if if 
Orange County will be able to start or resume back to training. Uh, Dylan, have you heard anything or do you know anything on the status of Orange County's chances of returning to practice? Uh, I haven't, but we don't have a public health director in this county. So So just do what you want. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it's been here um, in every aspect of life. And I don't think they're going to come down on a sports team. There's also like no punishment from the state for not following guidelines at the moment. And I think we've all known because we all live here. And I think we know with uh, with uh, the sheriff of Orange County has already stated he's not going to enforce the mask order that Governor Newsom um, has set statewide. So. He's we know sort guy. of what happens here in Orange County, right? Yeah, he's too busy uh, taking care of corruption in his own department. But that's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> the, uh, there's Created probably a, a joke in there that I don't feel like saying. Um, you missed the biggest and the best news of all, which is that the Players Association and the league reached a formal agreement on the 19th. So there's an agreement in place, which means all of these plans will actually result in players playing for better or for worse. Or like legit type plans. It, yeah, it's just, not just, oh, we speak. have a date and we're going to play. It's we have a date and we're going to play and the players are on board with it too, which is the best news and hopefully means that there are a lot of player protections because I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but recently, the last few months, there's been a pandemic. What? Yeah, so guys who are Breaking making news. a year probably... Uh, I'm hoping are a little bit more protected now from contracting a rather serious illness. Um, So basically what is happening then during throughout the week. So we know now the substitution rule uh, five subs per match Uh, on Wednesday, we're going to hear what the uh, we're going to learn what the season and playoff structure uh, and also the health and safety protocol is going to be for for the season. And then Thursday and Friday, we're going to get an unveiling of the alignment of the USL with uh, these changes, with the shortened season, condensed season, whatever we want to call it. Uh, Alan, yep. which, uh, which of these bits of news, including today's, are you the most excited about? Uh, the alignment, which leads me to believe that it's not going to be straight West Coast, East Coast. Um, Obviously, if they're teasing two separate announcements, it will probably be East Coast, West Coast in style, like halves, and then differentiating differentiating of alignment in those conferences. Because I would happen to guess that if they're saying alignment, it's not going to be like, oh, we're just going to do East versus West. Um, So I am the most excited to see kind of how they decided to not travel as much and to keep teams as local as possible uh, in their home markets. Uh, So I'm curious to see um, how they divvied it up, whether it's two or four per conference and who they put in each of those conferences, because that's has huge implications on if you are going to make a play in for a a tournament, because you might get stuck with, you know, two other really good teams in a four conference or three other really good teams in a six conference. So, uh, who knows? That's what I'm excited about. See the line and who. Cool. Anything else cool. Uh, that <laughs> anything else you want to share on this, uh, Dylan? Yeah, I really hope players stay out of bars. Um, 
we'll get well you know we'll talk we'll make some more jokes on this topic later but seriously uh oh also probably won't be in the stadium i'm just guessing you think it'll just be like a closed uh like closed matches at one of the fields is what you're anticipating i think they'll still have to be in a stadium um i don't think they can get away with that kind of steel two sorry what do they call it? Union 2, formerly Bethlehem Steel. Rest in peace. But, um, yeah, I, I can't imagine how they could let people in as cases spike here and Arizona and Florida, basically everywhere that there's people. And that, that can lead to a whole new topic then is is the financial stability then of this uh, of the league with this season, the, the way it looks like it may play out with um, – some teams may be able to have fans in the stands and others restricted because of uh, guidelines in their local areas. Cause I think what was it on our anniversary show? We were talking to Harry out there in San Antonio and he mentioned that uh, they are approved to have like 5,000 fans at matches or something like that at this point or th- something in the thousands. Uh, so be interesting to see how that plays out around the league as well. Uh, thankfully on the yeah, financial my- side of, Oh, Nope. Go, go ahead. Yep. Okay, I was going to say, thankfully, on the financial side of things, the league has announced that clubs will be getting not parachute payments per se, but they'll be getting a, a, an amount of money based on league dues and to try and cut that loss. So Keston's already said that he's in for the long run, which is good. And hopefully that's sustainable as we return to play. And I think returning to play is a big part of that. But I would, even though we don't get the crowds, you know, um, I would be amazed if we could get um, 50% of what we normally did without some serious logistical issues. Definitely. Also, it Last takes Alan. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Dylan. Finish your stuff. Finish. finish. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go, no, you go ahead. Much, much like it takes one jerk to throw a beer can on a field in places like, well, anywhere but here, apparently. Um, it just takes one jerk to spit at a player and everything gets shut down. So maybe it's like good if we just don't have fans or have or one like jerk really to far like away. one jerk to like cough on a baby or something like that uh, while they're getting yogurt. That's uh, a relevant Alan. topical. Good one. Yeah, Alan, I know. What about you? I, I know. I know. Louisville just put out something. Their stadium getting in and out and safety and even that. Like that's a lot. And it's like suggested arrival times and it, it had a lot to it and it still qu- doesn't quite feel like it's enough. So I, it's one, even if you had fans able to go, would there even be enough to necessitate like hiring a bunch of extra people? Uh, Cause if you don't have to hire food vendors and all of those other things for, you know, it's, it gets to a point where it's, it's if there's not enough people, it's, it costs more money. So, I don't know. Maybe teams are hoping going into it by August, September, maybe in October, we can start having fans. That's maybe the, the guess is you start open and then you kind of go from there. Um, yeah. I don't know if I would go, if it was open to the public, um, I would have to see where we were and where the San Diego was and where orange County was. And right now the way orange County is going, I don't want to drive up there. So, um, Watching it on ESPN Plus. 
you know, you know, Alan, uh, when they reopen the season, we're going to do a live pregame show, right? Right in front of everyone. And you're, you're contractually obligated to be there. So hope to see you there. Just kidding, by the way, just kidding. We're not going to do that. Anyone that knows Dylan, Alan, myself, we're not going to go do something like that with everything going on. Um, although if it was a normal world, we definitely would love to do it. But in this instance, we have to sort of, uh, be mindful of what's going on. Um, let's, uh, move on then. Uh, if, uh, you haven't been checking your calendar, we're well into getting toward the ends of end of June, which is pride month. And typically in the month of June for us, there's soccer going on and we're able to sort of set up some sort of way to, um, and they're chatting and, and I'm getting distracted now. Uh, but usually there's some way for us to set up a way for us to have a fun game to donate to playing for pride. Uh, unfortunately with no soccer, we can't do that. So I, I believe it was Alan that came yeah, up yeah. with a, a unique idea that we can do. Um, yeah, go ahead and explain Alan, since this is your, this is your pet right now. Um, so what's going on? Yeah. So last, Last year, we did a draft of some players from the team and played fantasy soccer almost um, with the games in June to and the losers had to donate uh, to uh, playing for pride. Uh, But since games won't start July 11th and then you you might get a couple games, we decided to um, amplify women's sports, um, but also use it to uh, do some playing for pride donations. And we are going to do a NWSL Challenge Cup um, draft and fantasy. And basically, there are some points for winning, drawing, uh, holding a clean sheet, uh, scoring more three or more goals. Uh, there's some negative points for allowing more than three goals, and then some points for the playoffs. And do was we were going to do, well, there's nine teams. We we're going to do each blindly drew three, kind of like... Um, the MLS did where they had people just choose numbers and they got whatever they got. Uh, but since there are only eight left, um, Orlando pride, uh, we are going to do a blind draft. So two teams will be left on the table. Um, and my, my argument will be those two teams will be, uh, thrown in. And if those two teams beat all three of us, we all have to donate. Um, Okay. Because we're picking two and we'll leave two, so it's if you have the if you have the highest, you win. And if none of us win, we all have to donate. We didn't get the winning teams. It's going to be so, those and, last and, two teams that end up in yep, the final. Yep. So and and my, and I think we sort of uh, to make it fair to Dylan, we're doing a blind draft or just sort of picking because Dylan is not really good at fantasy drafting. sports. Apparently, as I, we've uh, learned from last. Year? I got the worst option. I picked second, so I, I never got to pick two at a time, which is <laughs> the worst possible situation. These, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, we got to go look back at the at the draft board for that draft because I think you made some pretty awful I picks. I picked Carlos Lopez Cortez at one point. Uh-huh. Uh, Liam Trotter. <laughs> that like, answers surgery, my question like, there. A month later. Yeah, good stuff all around. <laughs> all right. So, uh, what's going on, have, Alan? How's this? Are eight... we going to let Dylan go first then? <laughs> we have eight teams. Um, my wife scrambled them, so I have no idea what's behind this. Uh, she put numbers on top, so what we're going to do is uh, we'll each take turns picking, uh, and I will pull the number, and we'll show you um, what team you got. 
and um, sure we can let we can let Dylan go first. So Dylan, what number do you choose? Are these numbers one through eight? Oh, that one's frozen. All right. <laughs> this is just a fun technical I'm issue night, right? The numbers are uh, one yes. Through eight. These are numbers one through eight. Oh, what's that? Oh. Sorry, I froze. What happened? <laughs> The numbers are one through eight, yes? Yes, correct. One through eight. So it's one, two, three, four on one side, five, six, seven, eight on the other. Six. Six. So that's right here. Six is Utah Royals Football Club. Utah Royals Royals Football Club is currently uh, from... William Hill Sportsbook. They have a seven to one chance to win, and they are uh, the fourth favorite to win. So I'm going to put. Um, mm, mm, That's Dylan. a pretty good pick, Dylan. With the first right. pick, Ray. What do you What do you got? Wait, wait. Did, I won last year, right? I think so. So do no. I get to pick? Playing for pride one last year. Playing for pride. Yes, yes, yes. Over a hundred dollars. I'm gonna go three. Yeah. Go, Alan. I'm going to go three. Three. And I got the Houston Dash. The My Houston Dash are with you at this time. Houston Dash <laughs> is the 13 to 1 favorite. And they uh, are the seventh favorite to win the Challenge Cup. All right, Ray. I don't even remember what numbers are left, but I- I'm going to go seven. Two, four. Okay, seven. Fingers crossed right here. Fingers crossed. Seven? <laughs> yes. It is. Pride isn't on there, unfortunately. It is Sky Blue FC. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sky Blue FC. We're all, voting. We're all donating, man. <laughs> Sky Blue FC is currently 30 to 1. Uh, and they are the. I like least... a good underdog. I like a good underdog. <laughs> they are the underdogest underdogs. Um, all right, <laughs> Ray. I would like to quickly ask: Are you a fan of underdog? Are you fans of teams that are five hundred to one to win things? Because I feel like you might have a bad history with stuff like that. I have no idea what you're talking about, Lester. All right. So does it go? Are we going reverse order? Ray, me, Dylan, or does it matter? But I'd love to. Ray, go sort ahead. Of... Ray, go ahead. I'd I'd love to stay towards I I'd love to get the top seed now here to sort of balance things out. I'm going to go number two. Number two. Close the door and wash your hands. Number two is the favorite North Carolina Courage. Yikes. Ooh, look at that! I got top and bottom of the odds. I like that. They are currently three to two to win it all. Although, depending on who shows up or who doesn't, these things might change. Right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to go eight. I don't Washington. think Sarah knows who these teams are. So, um, so number eight is the Chicago Red Stars. Ooh. Chicago Red Stars are a dope kit. And Red Stars are seven to two to win. They are the second favorite. So much like Ray, I got the second to last and the second favorite. And now Dylan, if so things are going to get the, told true, Dylan yeah. should get 
Dylan should get the Olympic Leonese rain. So, Dylan. Those are the two numbers that are left, correct? One, four, there's, and there's... five. I wanted nine. That was the whole reason I guessed six was so I could do six and nine. I'm there is no five nine. years old. Um, then give him Orlando. If he wants nine, he can five. have Orlando. Five. I love that you're like proving that you're picking the right number. Five is official. The, the Washington Spirit. <laughs> the Washington Spirit <laughs> is currently nine and one, nine to one to win, and they are the sixth favorite. Which means <sighs> your team looks like last year, Dylan. Basically, is what what we're saying here. Olympic Leonese and Portland. Yeah, wow. And number one, <laughs> Portland Thorns. All right. All right, all right, all league. right. Really, the mm, toss-up between Utah and Portland with that one and the best kit. But the uh, in a matter of three months, we went from city names and neighborhood names on a kit to being, like, from being really cool to uh, very dated and no longer cool. So there we go. That's okay. Chicago's kit is just like the Phoenix one. That was cool. Or like the Ford Madison one. And thank you for Sarah for donating the post-it notes to, to tonight's activity and being willing to randomize them. <laughs> thank you, some oh. random law office in San Diego. So basically, I should get my celebration ready for, for this already because we know I'm going to win this, right? Don't forget their negative points for giving up goals. Uh, I got faith up. in I got faith in Sky Blue. I mean, I got I got total faith. Well, if you want to have faith in the courage, they play just at 7 p.m. Pacific against my Washington Spirit uh, on Twitch. If you have access to an international feed, like you're not in this country of the United States. Uh, or CBS All Access, which is like 6 and or $12, depending on how good you are at timing things. So ask Alan if you need help with that one. Mm-hmm. He's got the lowdown on those skills. Uh, other than that, your two teams, North Carolina Courage and Sky Blue, play each other on July 13th, also at 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, yeah, so... Oh, and they also play the Red Stars, July 5th at 9.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So probably don't drink for that one. Why not? Okay. Guess you can do whatever you want, Alan. You uh, a mimosa, a nice tequila sunrise. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Well, um, in the end, this is all uh, for a good cause. We're having fun to help uh, find a way to donate some money to playing for Pride. We're not the only ones that can donate. Anyone can. So, if you're interested in donating to playing for Pride, um, do so. I'm sure Dylan has like the instructions on how to do this, right, Dylan? Uh, if, if we we can't figure that out ourselves, or... are you are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> you know me with tech na- uh, technology today. I can't get it to work properly, so technology. probably better for you to check it out. Technology uh, and nuclear technology. Weapons. Um, yeah, you can just go to playingforpride.org. It's that simple. Simple as that. Simple as that. Uh, and you can donate to that great cause. 
Uh, and yeah, let's, let's help raise money. I mean, it, it's, it's a difficult uh, year for, for everything. And, and in this instance, there's a lot of donations that come from playing for pride uh, f- based off of soccer stats and stuff like that. So without the, the soccer actually being played for the most part in the month of June, um, unique ways of doing it. Like what Alan created for us. Alan, thank you. Playing for pride's goal is to raise $7,000 in the month of June. Help us get there. I have no doubts that we can get that. My hope is that we exceed that by $3,000 and hit a nice, wonderful $10,000. Like when you say we, like me, you, and Alan? Yes, woo, all woo. three of us. I'm suddenly going to find a job um, <laughs> and then oh. make it rain. But it's for a good cause. So there is no reason you shouldn't. Perfect. Um, let's do this. Is there anything else we want to talk about soccer related before we move on to random thoughts? Uh, go check out. Can we kick it? Mark. Yes, we can. It's um, yes, it's uh, the guys from River City '93. Um, they're doing a different style of podcast, and I listened to the first one, uh, and it was very good. Um, it was about I can't I think of his name right now. Demarcus Beasley. Um, so they are. Um, a good group of guys, and they are starting a new podcast about uh, black soccer players, uh, both current and uh, historical. Um, so check it out. It's kind of a fun little history lesson on players who uh, don't always get the limelight. Like people might not know that Demarcus Beasley scored goals in the Champions League and uh, played for Rangers. Uh, so and was very important in their play uh so there's a lot of information about him like he uh i don't want to spoil it but there's some some tidbits of his time with rangers and a very fun story involving mobile that you should check out uh so take a listen um it's called can i kick it and it's all of your um podcasts playing apps cool that's my word for the day cool uh dylan any soccer stuff you want to talk about before we move on? I'm just hoping um, all of our players are safe uh, and all of the players in the league are safe as, as we head into the next 20 odd days. Um, you know, and I'm hoping it's a good and a competitive and healthy and fair season. Um, and I don't know what's to come of this, but I hope everyone's safe. And hopefully if we're all safe, we can see some of you at a match sometime. So that's my big random thought about soccer. Awesome. Cool. Uh, Let's move on to our random thoughts of the evening. I'm going to go to you first, Mr. Allen, because you're thinking really hard about a random thought uh, while you stretch your neck. Go for it. Um, I don't really have one. It's been uh, a interesting couple weeks. Um, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. The most random of random thoughts there. Dylan, what about you? Uh, there's a poem called Ode to the Head Nod by Elizabeth Acevedo. Uh, it's very good. It's very short. Go read it. it um, what is what is short in your mind, though, Dylan? Is short like 100 pages? A haiku. Like a book, yeah. Sure. This is... Uh, 
it's his nine couplet it's 10 couplets 20 lines it's short <laughs> two of the lines are in total three words uh poets.org slash poem slash ode dash head dash nod that's where you can find it and it's really good and enjoy it uh, you can dm me uh or email us your thoughts because what else are you gonna do right now perfect uh, random thought for me, uh, many of you that have been listening to this podcast, uh, from time to time, you hear me talk about my past when I used to cover the Clippers, a basketball team in LA. Uh, I actually started podcasting, doing my own Clipper thing for about eight episodes before the opportunity to do this podcast became available to me. And I decided to dedicate some full time to orange County soccer club as podcast. Uh, now that I've sort of figured things out, even though after this episode, I, I don't quite know if I have figured out how to do a podcast thing. Uh, but I, I'm planning to resurrect the my old Clippers podcast. It was called It's Hip to Clip. Uh, I'm working on getting a, a, a couple additional people to join me in that because ultimately when I did that, it was just me. Uh, someone that uh, does the San Diego podcast with Alan is potentially or more than likely going to join me for that uh, and whoever else I can get uh, on board to do that. So if you like more than just soccer, you want to hear my voice and talking about basketball, uh, look forward to that coming in probably the next month or so that'll be uh, launching uh again it's it's hip to clip uh, you can go back and listen to my old stuff if you really want to so um yes i'm forcing my way out dylan that's what i'm doing you you i you guys gotta when we end this podcast you guys can talk honestly with with me if you guys are really trying to boot me out of this podcast just let me know I, i'll 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 do it if you need me to dylan who are we going to make fun of? We'll have to bring Cameron onto the show, and then no one's going to listen because <laughs> it's just be welcome to the uh, White Teeth Soccer Cast. Yeah, welcome to the Dental Health. Ding a ling, ding 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 ding. Um. So oh, Dylan won. I thought it was whoever was going to go the longest with the annoying noise. Um, that's going to wrap things up for this potential uh, for this not potential, but for this podcast, uh, let me go to you, Alan. How can our listeners hear or read more of your thoughts? Hey, Underwood 48 on the Twitter machine. Way to sing it. Dylan, you got to sing it too. You can find me on Twitter and Reddit at OZSE underscore Dylan. Money, please. I have no idea what's going on now. I've just lost it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DJ Ray Samora. Um, you can also find the podcast on Twitter at OCSE underscore SoccerCast. You can find the podcast on Facebook, Pinterest, uh, Twitch. Not Mixer, though. Mixer's going away, so don't look for us on Mixer. Um Oh, go to our website, ocscpodcast.com to listen to any of our old episodes uh, or read any of our old stuff. Before we go to the outro, I'm going to go to you, uh, Alan. You can let our listeners know about some cool jersey design options if people are really interested or really need something that looks unique uh, and not like what everyone else is wearing. Where can they go? 
Uh, they can for sure go to IcarusFC.com. <laughs> Uh, it's a great little website, and um, I'm trying to find their ad read right now, and I can't find it. But it's something like, tired of the same old cookie-cutter kits by Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the custom kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. That's IcarusFC.com. I love it when there's like a little like stutter or freeze in the middle of, of, of a word and then it doesn't come out as the full word there. But thank you very much for that, Alan. I, I tried to give you some time. I don't know if you noticed. I was trying to stretch my my hand over to that to you because I gave it to you a little earlier than normal. Um, I want to thank all of our listeners for listening each and every episode, especially listening to this episode. If you made it all the way through, you win a prize. You've made it to the next level of podcasting craziness for Dylan, for Alan. Uh, This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. You have been listening to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. For the latest Orange County SC news and information, visit our website, ocscpodcast.com. Also, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and U.S. soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com.